everybody. And it must be Sunday because I'm here, you're there, and I'm once again your nooner for Sunday. We're here from noon to two every Sunday answering your canine questions and some feline questions and whatever pops into our heads. Hey, Hope, how you doing? I'm good. How good. are you? Are you enjoying this week? I having a great Freeze. week and this weather though this is beautiful weather for the weekend i'm loving it well park a jacket on monday <laughs> yeah it's gonna change in a, but in, in a bathing suit uh, <laughs> a bikini <laughs> on thursday friday okay. yeah we can't keep up oh, but i'm enjoying crazy. it though i know i did um i think i don't know if you were here i bought a uh outdoor projector Okay, and so uh, to have movies, this is during COVID, you know, what else? Sure, yeah. So I brought out my movies. Yeah, I only got a library of over, what, I think 2,000 So DVDs. many. <laughs> but anyway, so I bought this projector, and so it was so, and we've done several in, in the last two summers. There literally has been no mosquitoes, none. And so you can sit out there, you know, till 2, 3 in the morning and not be slap happy. Yep. Okay, so Friday decided, and and last night I was going to have movie night. So I called everybody. I said, "Okay, movie night. You know, seven o'clock because now that we can do it early. Oh because yeah, the sun is <laughs> it's really basically dark. gone early. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, so Friday night I had a fire and we did hot dogs and marshmallows, oh. and then we watched What Women Want. I hadn't seen that in a long time, so I said, oh, what the heck? You know, I want to. I only do rom coms, comedies, yes. and um, uh, musicals. So then last night it was even ten degrees warmer than Friday night. I mean, it was just beautiful, so beautiful. So I, you know, I was sitting there and I had put uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on. Have you seen that with Donny Osmond? I have not. Okay, it's 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 awesome. I love the soundtrack to it. So I put it on to make sure everything's working and that. So I'm waiting, and here's 7 comes, you know, 7.15 comes, 7.30 comes. And I'm basically watching it by myself, which is no problem, because I can have it as loud as I want. Right. <laughs> I don't have somebody say, can you turn that down? But anyway, so, because I was going to uh, do Blue, uh, Blue Hawaii, Elvis Presley, last night. Okay. Because I said, well, what's playing? And so maybe that turned everybody off. <laughs> when you're, you're the movie controller, yeah. what you're, well, you're going to watch. Say, so. Give me a quest. 10 yeah. to 1, I got it. You know, 10 to 1, I got it. So I watched uh, Joseph and then um, uh, dinged around for a little bit because it was just so nice last night. And so went down, talked to the chickens, talked to the horse, you know, everybody's there. So, but it was, just, it, was, it was too nice of night to go in. I just, I couldn't go in. And so then I finally made it in. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a beautiful night. So yes. I, mean, I might try it again tonight. We'll see what happens. So anyway, uh, anything new on your side? What, what did you do Friday and yesterday on the beautiful day? Friday, I went to see some improv, actually, oh, but that was good. Comedy? Uh, it was horror and comedy. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, it was How good. How can you put the... Oh, you can make it work. Improv, it's so good. My friend was in it. No, um, so. <laughs> and then yesterday, I definitely met up with friends, and we uh, went to a patio. I was oh, like, nice. it's patio season no. still, so let's take advantage of October it. October 23rd, who would have thought yes. that, huh? I was yeah. like, is it summer? <laughs> oh, exactly. And you know we're going to get slapped in the face again. I know. It's just kind of like, ah. I know I went down in... in, in uh, uh, my shorts and a t-shirt and my clogs, not clogs, what do they call them things? Crocs. But anyway, to, to, to do chores this morning, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is so nice. You don't have to go find the winter jacket. And the not yet, hopefully. And, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'm rearranging. I had, uh, we have a lot of field rock. 
uh, because we have a farm, right? So they pick the rocks out of the field and pile them up, and then you figure out what you're going to do with them. So I put the front guard, when you come up the driveway, I put a, a ridge of rocks around, and somehow, over four years, I could not manage how to maintain that garden properly. <laughs> so I finally could, I got on Friday, I said, that's it, you are done. I took all the rocks and moved them and rolled them, and now I got piles of, because so it's like decorative Things. You made them look nice. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. piled up instead of me having to weed whip around them or move them. Yes. So anyway, so at my age, moving rocks is not a smart idea. <laughs> when you can't pick it up and then you're rolling it, and it's like, yeah. don't roll on my foot, don't roll on my foot. Anyway. Could be dangerous. Ah, uh, it's crazy. So hopefully you guys out there have got some great questions for me today. Um, hopefully you're listening if you don't call in because I know it's a beautiful day. I wouldn't want to be sitting around a radio unless I was outside. Walking around, radio. yeah, listening. And today's a bye week for the Vikings, but in honor of the Vikings. Well, that's why to, I was like, yeah. I had to bring the attire in just because they're not playing. Sure. They still, yeah, and they're doing good, five and one. Yes. So we are a happy camper. The new... Coaching staff and new or some new players are finally them turning it around. Who knows? This may be the Keep year. it up. Keep it up. Maybe the year. Maybe. Do the Uber Bowl. Uber Bowl. Uber Bowl. <laughs> Let's not jink it. We don't yeah. Jink no, no, it. no. No. Yeah. No. No. We no. know how that goes. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And so, yeah. It's, and, and everybody's at the cats. Everybody's just. But those stupid. <laughs> I had quite a few uh, private lessons yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh, gosh. And then uh, on the south side of the school, I mean, it, you couldn't even tell the color of the goddamn building because they're so full of the stupid box elder bugs. <laughs> and so I told everybody when they came out, we went out to the back to work the dog. And, I said, feel free to take a bag full home. <laughs> Please take them home. Take them home. I'm done with them. But yeah, just when you thought they were done, not. They're back. So the south end of the house and the south end of my school are like, oh, it's alive. It's moving because of all the <laughs> stupid books on it. Not happy camper. Yeah. So hopefully you got a question. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And in studio, I got two of my friends here. Um, a couple, what was it last week or the week before? Uh, Mary called in from Texas. <laughs> and she was moving back. And Mary, her name's Mary Wanda. Why don't you hit your button there, Mary, for a sec? And anyway, uh, Mary is the one that uh, got me into dog training through 4-H. She used to raise Shelties. Yappy little things. But very smart. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so we got her in, a, uh, in the yeah in the studio. And uh, Pat, why don't you hit your button there? And so, welcome, uh, Mary. So now you're going to get educated. I'm going to educate you, the person that started me in this. Right? <laughs> Go ahead, talk. Well, I'm happy to be back from Texas. From Texas, it's not my thing. But everybody else is moving there. It's too many people, and they're all young and. Yeah, I'll come where the old folks are. <laughs> I supposed to be the other way around. I thought the oldies went southy, not come northy. <laughs> well, welcome back. She just got you just got back last week, right? Yes, I did. And mm-hmm. she's staying at her sister's house. Pat, hey Pat, hi, hi. Welcome hi. to the show. Thanks. I hear May, a, a Maggie. Or oh, lift your mics up there. Remember, oh, you got to eat these things, sure. otherwise, it sounds like you're in a, a telephone God. booth someplace. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, you're going to be going to work after yes, the, after I this. Am so. at, well, that's cool. But yes. I got a chance to come here. I can pass it up. Oh, thanks. Right. Yeah. Thank well, I come and see what I'm doing. My husband is, I've been here 20 years. He's never even come down here to see what I do. Not that it's that, you know, to him exciting, but anyway. There you go. So we're going to be doing it. Nobody's missing. There you go. So we're going to be doing a trivia question. That's how we go into breaks. So when you come back out, I'll give you guys a chance to answer the trivia questions, okay? Okay, so you guys hold on. Hit your buttons off there so we don't sneeze into the mic. I'm just kidding. Okay, you ready? Okay, hope you're ready. Ready. Here we go. What percentage of people admit to texting from the bathroom? 
and 21%. I do not text at all. I have a uh, cell phone. You remember, it stays in the truck, doesn't leave the truck. I said, for there for emergencies. So we're going to do some uh, 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 trivia questions on tech. Okay. Because it's fascinating to me because I guess I don't have a life because I don't do all this. But technically, I think <laughs> no, I have you're a better busy. life. Yeah, you're be- busy. Well, because I'm spending my time life. with the horse and the chickens yeah. and stuff like that. So anyway, so there. What's, what percentage of people admit to texting from a bathroom? 75%, 53%, 37%, 21%. We'll be back. Hey, hey, thanks for listening and spending your Sunday with me. I'm Katie K9. If you all the shows here at My Talk are podcast. So if you go to MyTalk1071.com and if you put in the Katie K9 and you come up to my show page, and then um, we also put like different ditties or funny things on my show page, uh, you know, uh, so check those out. And then you can see or listen to all my past shows. And like I, I learned about a month ago, I didn't realize, because a lot of people say I talk too fast, and I've tried real hard to slow it down, <laughs> but then it can't talk. And so um, now I guess in the podcast, you can slow me down so then you can catch up with the conversation. Nicole? Yes. Okay, what percentage of people admit to texting from the bathroom? Okay, we'll start with Mary. Mary, 75, 53, 37, or 21%? Uh, 21%. 21%. Okay, Pat, what do you think? Um, I was going to say 75%. 75%. And oh. Yeah, I'm going to go with 75. I think it's on the higher end. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. It's 75% <laughs> admit from testing from the bathroom. I'm sorry, but that is very sad. It is. So anyway, oh, well, okay. you dog on people. See, I don't text. I don't have that problem. <laughs> okay, let's get hit your mics up, and then here we go. Who's the first up? All right, we have Stephanie on the line, and her question is about it. As her dog is marking and peeing in the house, like All everywhere. All righty then, we got a peeing machine. Hey there, how you doing? Hello? Hello? Hello. There you are, there you are. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, I have a male Karen Terrier that's seven years old, and he pees on the corner of everything in my house. Coffee tables, side tables, kitchen counter, um like where the face of everything is. And I can never, ever catch them doing it. Okay. Ever. First question, is he fixed? Is he fixed? Oh, we're not. This isn't working. I can't hear you. Uh-oh. Hello? Is he fixed? Oh, I guess not. Hopefully she'll call back. Okay, seven-year... I'm going to answer this a little bit here. Okay, usually if they're fixed, okay, then what it is is an eagle thing. And so when when they're peeing all over the house, it's saying, I'm cool and you're not. I'm cool and you're not. Mine, 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 mine. So what happens is that relationship has to be rebuilt as far as to obedience. Uh, my guess is when she goes for a walk with him, he scans out in front of her, so he's cool and she's not. She, he's got to take care of her and, and mark everything and say, hey, I'm coming through, I'm cool and you're not. All right, so then another thing is, is that my guess like uh, she probably goes to, he probably goes to the doorways first um, if you put food in the ground he'll probably scarf it he hasn't learned to back off and be told mm-hmm. like wait and then when I give you the cue then you can do that so it's a lot of little things like this is that when the dogs are peeing in the house purposely like she was saying on every corner he's lifting his leg yeah because it's one thing to have an accident where there's a puddle Okay, right. That's potty training. But if they're spitzing, you know, on, on the corner of things, where sure. here, here, 
here and then it, that tells you then there is a problem with the leadership in the mm, pack okay. that there that the the owners or the you know the adults or the humans in the, in the pack are not um asking much of the dog you know this so there isn't a leader to follow and in the my you know now mind you Mike Gilligan is a Yorkie Karen Terrier right so but terror terriers terrorists okay that if they don't have rules and consequences they're going to run amok and okay. so that's why it's so important to do obedience training, something as simple as trick training, getting the dog to look to you for direction instead of there saying, I'm cool and you're not. And then, mm-hmm. but, you know, protecting his territory, saying, okay, this is all mine, 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 mine. <laughs> right. And see, another thing I do that I tell the gal is to pick up all his toys because toys is territory. And so what you do, you pick all the toys up, you put them in a basket, you put them in the closet and only two toys out at one time. Because then the thing is, and you can rotate those toys. So it keeps the dog more occupied. They don't get bored. And then you're in control. Because it's just like what I tell a lot of people. Um, if you, let's say you got a four-bedroom house. Okay, and there's just, you know, one bedroom being occupied, you and the other half, or just you. Okay, but then you got your summer clothes in one room. You got your winter clothes in another room. You got your spring clothes in another one. And a fall in another one. What you do is you have, by having your things in those rooms, you have ownership of those rooms. And so it's like when somebody goes into that room, you're almost a little nervous, like, well, that's my room. Well, technically it's not. You're not sleeping in there. You just got your clothes in there. <laughs> but anyway, but that's the mindset of a dog. In mind, 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 and especially terriers. Mm. So that's why I would uh, advise her to give me a call up at Katie's Canine to get the better connection. I'll be happy to help her. So anyway. Perfect. Okay. We've got a question. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up? All right. We have Peggy on the line. She's wondering about the grain-free food and information okay. on that. Okay. Hey, Peggy. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's your question? So, why well, I use the Nutrisource, but right. I'm in the dry food. There's only the store I go to. There's only two flavors that aren't that are regular, and then the rest are grain free. But then I thought for a while we weren't supposed to use grain free, and I kept wanting to ask you about that. So. Okay. Yeah, the grain free thing. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I can't. I don't know. I, what I thought happened five days ago happened ten years ago. So I don't know. But anyway, okay. The main thing with grain free, the FDA came out and said, "Whoa, warning, Will Robinson, dogs are dying at a high rate of dil- dilated cardiomyopathy." Okay, DCM. And so then they okay. they said, "Well, you know what? The the sales of grain free have gone nuts." And then, you know, what, working with the dogs that came in that, that were diagnosed, what where they were mostly fed was grain free. Well, maybe it's a grain-free causing dilated cardiomyopathy. Well, guess what? The sales of grain-free went up 500%. Dilated cardiomyopathy went up 0.01%. So if it was a grain-free, that would be up a lot more. But the bottom line is FDA came out with that warning, stop feeding grain-free because it's going to, you know, may kill your dog. Um, The dog food companies came up and said, "Uh, excuse me, where's your research? And all of a sudden, okay. the FDA goes, uh, 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 uh. So four months later, which you never heard of, the FDA put out a, a thing like, we bad, uh, we got to look further into this. And they are in the process. Many of the dog food companies have gathered together to because it's information they want to make sure, too, that they're you know, making products for your pets that's not going to hurt them. So they gathered together and are doing research as we speak. But the thing is, the FDA came out and it was just got a very fine little tiny, 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 that we bad 
<laughs> I said, but the thing is, is that the vets are still shoving this at people. Don't feed grain free. It's going to kill your dog. And that's a bunch of BS. And so the thing, there is no research. And if I tell everybody, if they're really worried about that grain free thing, don't feed it constantly. Do a bag of non grain free. Do a bag of grain free. Do some raw. Do some dehydrated. The more you mix it up, you don't have to worry about if there is indeed a case. Now, the uh, FDA also mentioned to the thing that maybe the terrine levels and dog food needs to be higher. And listen to this. Nutrisource right away bumped up within two weeks. All the formulas that went out of the factory had a bumped up terrine, okay? Because you can't OD terrine. And so anyway, but cats, we know that they have a low terrine. They have a lot of health problems. All right. So they automatically, okay. and that's the neat thing about Nutrisources, because it's family owned, if there's a hiccup in the system, they can stop production. They don't have to go to the stop, the the shareholders, you know what I mean? The, you know, the bean right. counters and say, okay, we got to change. No, they make the decision ASAP and they go forward from there. And so Nutrisource, that's why you can, any place that carries Nutrisource, if you go to the NutrisourcePetFoods.com, okay, and you see any products there that you want to try, you whoever you're getting your Nutrisource from, they can order it in for you, okay? Oh, okay. Or you can even call yeah. Nutrisource themselves and say, hey, I want to try this, this, and this. Can you send it to this store? In case the store is short-staffed and they've got to drag their feet or whatever, you can go to directly Nutrisource and they can get it to the store of your, you know, where you get your Nutrisource from. So they're very, you know, and so like I say, all their products are fantastic. They got plenty to rotate through. And so that's what you just want to do is rotate, rotate, rotate. Oh, I appreciate that. That's great news. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for the phone call because everybody, you and 10,000 million people are asking the same questions and scratching their heads. So, okay. Yeah. Just remember, it's (laughs) not. Thanks a lot. You bet. Very helpful, Katie. Thank you. You bet. Have a grand day. Bye bye. Yeah, the grain-free thing is just, it was blown so out of whack. It was just unbelievable. They don't know if it's, it's legumes or the tree. They, they have no idea. But the but it leads clearance to folks. Remember, dogs are put on this earth to be the cleanup crew, to eat everything and anything and not get sick. And I always use this analogy. They're programmed, if they're healthy, to eat 10-day-old roadkill, sitting in a 100-degree sun, like a T-bone steak, and they don't skip a beat. Okay, but the thing is, is when we bring them in and we feed them the exact same thing every single solitary day, there's their enzymes that depletiate in their stomach. And so what happens is that if they're only fed chicken, there's a certain enzyme that, you know, breaks down chicken, lamb, beef. Yeah, our work. <laughs> Some people probably see that. In the, in the <laughs> everything. everything. <laughs> it's just great. Well, you know what? Rotate, rotate. rotate. Some of the people. Yeah. You know what? Really, uh, I, I really scratched my head on this one. Um, some of the people that are feeding raw, okay, the new one now is beaver. Oh, really? And I'm like, beaver? Is there a surplus of beavers? <laughs> I had no idea there is enough beavers in the world to warrant it come into yeah. the food system. So, I, I mean, I have no... Do you know anybody that has tasted bigger beaver? No. I don't no. know either. I have no idea, even not that dogs taste it. You remember, humans have 1,700 taste buds. Dogs have 9,000. Dogs eat according to the smellability, not patability. The stinkier it is, the better they like it. That's why they like cauliflower, because <laughs> cauliflower stinks really bad. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah, I, 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 but beaver is like, 
what? Okay, and I ha- I'm sorry, I have a really hard time because I had pet goats. I can't feed my dog's goats. <laughs> I, have oh, a, I have a hard time yeah. feeding. Some of them have now have kangaroo. Really? I cannot because wow. I look at that cute kangaroo. Yeah. But the thing is, is that our their kangaroo are, are like white-tailed deer. They're just all over the place. Okay, and the deer are really cute, but somehow the kangaroo is cuter with that little baby. The little oh, I know. Right? So I have <laughs> it's, it's just a mental problem, is what it is. And so I know I got to get past that. But folks, rotate, rotate, rotate. <clears throat> Nutrisource is fantastic, but then also throw some raw in there. Uh, go, go to the freezer sections of your local foods and stuff like that. Okay, you ready for this? True or false? If a person has shaved eyebrows in ancient Egypt. It might mean that the family cat has died. True or false? We'll be back. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. Give a holler. We got open lines. 651-42. Whoops. I almost did it again. <laughs> My house number. Is that your number? <laughs> 651-641-1071. You think of 20 years of saying that number, that would be ingrained in my head. Okay, true or false? If a person has shaved eyebrows in ancient Egypt, it might mean that their family cat died. Okay, what do you think, Mary? I, I think that that means that uh, you're right. Okay, so it's true. It is true. Okay, what do you think there, Pat? I disagree again. I'd say it's false. It's false, and the abyss so I'm going to go with true. True, it is true. <laughs> if a person <laughs> had shaved eyebrows in ancient Egypt, it might mean that the family cat has died. Because in Egypt, back at that time, they, when they were domesticated, they were, like, uh, honored. They're, they don't. It's not like, I don't know what country with, with the, um, the cows, that you can't eat the cows. Which one is that, India? But anyway, and so they're not like that. But, I mean, they are so, once they domesticated, their, their, their cat is like the... Almost above their kids. Wow! <laughs> so yeah. that's a way to you know to show that oh my cat died. So so anyway, who yeah who who I'm sorry. How are doing tech questions? You're just okay. Fine. Not just back. kidding. Okay, I'll I go just... back. I'll go to the text <laughs> section. Okay, so we'll do that so that so that you don't get so discombobulated there. Okay, give it out six five one six four one one zero seven one. Please, that'll be great. And because we got open lines, so we can get you in right away. Everybody listens, waits until that second hour. You know the uh, yes. I was just say the five o'clock hour. Yep. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two o'clock hour, and so then, and then every then the lines back up. So hey, get it while the get it while they're if open. They're okay? open six five one six four one one zero seven one. Now this is one thing that people don't think of, and I if I'm not mistaken, a meteorologist on Channel Five. Why well, can't I think of his name? Uh, his dog's of course I remember his dog's name, Cornbread or Cornface. But anyway, he had a dog that they went out for the evening and they came back and the dog got into the potato chip bag and suffocated and died. Okay. Oh. And Jonathan Newhart. Uh, Newhart. Newhart. Yeah. Yep. That was, oh, it was him. Oh. Okay. And people don't think of this. You know, you got them sitting uh, on the countertop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you got clips on them or whatever type thing. Um, or you just, you got a brand new bag. You know, and uh, you're sitting up there and then somehow either the cat knocks it down, you know, to the dog or that the dog jumps up and somehow, you know, finagles it. But what happens is that they get their head caught in the bag trying to get that last scrap. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, you don't know, but somehow they can't shake it off. They can't paw it off. And so they're suffocating. And so he came home to a dead dog. And so that's why, folks, you got to really be mindful. I mean, and it's the weirdest thing. Most people wouldn't even think of that, that uh, a potato chip bag or a taco Dorito bag would... 
you know, do uh, damage, uh, damage, death is, is it is. So, you know, you got to be uh, 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 mindful, okay? When you've got dogs and cats, they can get themselves into predicaments that you never even saw coming. So I'm just giving you the FYI, heads up, that, you know, when you've got bags of sorts of things like that, you know, they're always telling you when you get something like through the mail or whatever is a plastic warning may cause death. You know, the is a hazardous the the uh, the the plastic bag. But see, the thing is, we don't think of the dogs and cats. And and usually cats can finagle themselves out. But sometimes if you get some of those long bags, hip bags, and the dog gets in the head, you know, he can't see where he's going. You know, he can panic. He can run into walls. You know, I mean, you don't know. And then all in the meantime, he's suffocating. Mm-hmm. And so that's why really be mindful where your chip bags are, uh, any kind of bag like that, so that your dog and or cat, you know, can't get you know get themselves into it, and then can't get themselves out of it. Sounds ridiculous, but it, it happened. And like I say, Jonathan, now was quite a few years ago. Okay, I and I never thought of that. Never thought of that. Right. And so um, then he and then I back then on the show I mentioned it again back there, uh, back then about it because like I say, people just don't. Another thing too yeah. is if you take pills. And you have a cat, <laughs> and a, a cat, and or a dog. Uh, your pills need to be not on the countertop. It needs to be up in the cupboard because the cat. And a lot of you know how cats like to back things off. Yes, you know. So <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you, whether you got that long tray where all your pills are in, and they bat that off, and maybe for maybe one pops open. <clears throat> okay, then the thing is, is that then the, the dog is down there. He'll eat it. He don't care. Yeah, Isn't that funny? Right. You try to give a dog a pill, yeah. and it's like, you know, you, you just can't do it. But once something falls on the floor, hey, yeah. it's all mine. All right? And so then, um, and like I said, then the cats will start playing with the pills. Let's say you don't have a dog. Start playing with the pills, and all of a sudden, you never know, even just a little bit in the mouth can do damage, you know, where they just don't actually swallow it. They absorb it somewhat wow. into their mouth. Okay. And so that's why all your pills, every pill, aspirin, ibuprofen, everything, not just, is it prescription or subscription? You know, prescriptions, right? Drugs. Okay, if you got them in their bottles lined up, you know, they go in the closet or in the cupboard <laughs> is what they go, okay? Yeah. Because I know uh, Gilligan with his congestive heart failure, he's on three pills. And, you know, it's up in the uh, up in the cupboard, so then I can pick it out and, and get it down. So I'm not going to rely on my Adeline saying, here, I'll serve you. <laughs> so really be mindful of snake, snack bags. Yeah. And, and, and plastic bags in general. A lot of times something is shipped in it. And you just casually throw the bag to the side, especially cats. You know, they get themselves into weird predicaments, you know, so, so pay attention. Okay, we got a, what time is it? Yeah, we got yep, a call? We, yes, it, we do. Okay, let's take it. All right, we have Ashley on the line and they're, Family dog keeps barking at her oh. husband. <laughs> okay. Hi there. How Hello. you doing? Hello, Ashley. Hi. Hi. So what kind of pupper do you have? Um, she's a mix. I, I think she's a lab hound mix. Okay. How many pounds? Um, she is about 35 pounds. Okay. And how long have you had her? Um, we've had her, uh, she just turned six. Okay. So six years in October. Okay. She always barked at your husband? Um, she's always, yeah, I mean, she kind of has always been kind of weird around men in general. Okay. And so what, how does, what's, when your husband, does he like go straight towards her to go pick her or, or go pet her or acknowledge her? Does he go, so his full face is full front to her? No, I mean, it's just like he'll walk into a room or she can hear him coming up the stairs or something. Okay. okay. And she starts growling. And then when he walks in the room, she she starts barking at him. Oh, okay. And and this has been going on for six years. Um, I think it's just gotten worse and worse over time. Okay. I don't remember her doing it that much when she, when the dog was a puppy. Okay. 
for um, the first couple of years. Does he take her out for uh, walks or rides in the car or teach her tricks? And he does it. Does he do anything with her? Um, he doesn't really take her out for walks or anything. She, I mean, he's home with her all day, and so he lets her in and out. And he, um, he said she's fine all day. It's just usually when I get home. Ah, okay, okay. So apparently, it's me. Okay, so now when he when well he feels the dog feels he needs to protect you. Okay, so when things come into your face and space or, you know, like entering the room, it reveals that he has to do something about it. So what you want to do here is that what do you when he's when the what the pupper is doing that you're in the room. So you're hearing it. You can hear the low growl. Okay, or he's about ready to bark. What do you do? I tell her to leave it alone. In that kind of voice. Um, No, I mean, I'll, I'll say, hey, leave it alone or a quiet. Okay. And she sometimes listens and sometimes she doesn't. It depends, I think, on how. Okay. Okay. Like, now, like when... so, I mean, sometimes I'm not, you know, paying attention and he'll come out of the kitchen and walk into the room and then she jumps up barking and then I like snap my finger at her and, hey, 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 leave it alone. And she listens probably like 80% of the time. Okay. Okay, let's let's visit the relationship with you and your dog. Okay, you're on the couch now. <laughs> All right, when you go for a walk, well, uh, where does she walk? Does she stand in front of you, walk politely next to you on a loose lead? What happens? She usually is on a leash, and she, we we live in a neighborhood where it's it's basically like a circle, and the whole inside of the circle is a park area. Okay. So she kind of walks in the park area while I walk on the road and, and sniffs around and stuff. Okay. When you go to go, is this your only dog? Yeah. Okay. When you go to, when you are going to take her outside, does she go before you? Uh, she does. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I, I make her walk up after me. Okay. Um, uh, do you get set feeding times? Yes. Okay, have you have you taught her any tricks or any brain teasers or anything? Um yeah, she I I was really diligent about that stuff when she was a puppy and I will say that I haven't taught her anything new, but she knows like hand signals and she knows you know, sit and stay and we tell her to get in her bed, she goes in her bed, we tell her to get in her kennel, she goes in her kennel. Okay, good. I'll okay. put her food down, and she knows to wait until I tell her to fetch it, and then she can eat it. Okay. Um, now, because it's if your husband's with her all day and there's no consultation, she's not barking at him, growling at him, allowing him to you know take her out you know to go potty and bring her in. Okay. What the the key part of this is you the relationship between you and the dog. The dog feels that they, it, for some reason needs to pay, to uh, to protect you, and part of that is when you go for a walk, you're letting her scan in front, so she's the leader, you're the peon. She has to make sure that everything is okay out in front of her, so that she has to protect you because she feels that you don't because you put yourself in that position. You're behind the dog, and that puts yeah. the dog in the front position, and that makes him I'm cool and you're not. And if something would come up. You know, a, a, a person, a dog, a squirrel. You know, the, the dog's going to be reactive to that. They doesn't. Even, you could drop the leash and go the other way. The dog won't even know you left. 
right? So from yep. here on out, you got to work on your relationship with the dog so the dog doesn't feel that he has to protect you when it, when the, when he comes into the room or whatever. So from here on out, you want to start doing obedience with this dog. He's The dog is to walk with you on a walk politely with his uh, on your left side, dog's dog shoulder by your left leg, and the collar, the, the leash of the... The, the leash hook to the collar should be slack. There should be no tension whatsoever, all right? Have the right, now do you use a harness, a, train, a training collar? What do you use for when you go for a walk? So when we first got her, we um, trained her on an electric collar, and so she didn't even go on a leash for probably the first four years. Okay. She would, like, run through the park, and I would walk in circles around the park, and um, and she'd listen to me really well. And then uh, two years ago, I had a baby, and she got really weird. And all of a sudden, when she'd see – before, when I'd have the leash with me, we'd see another dog. I'd call her over to me. She'd run over to me. I'd put the leash on her just to make sure, you know, that mm-hmm. we weren't – that she was on a leash when we were around other dogs. And – then all of a sudden, probably when he was like, um, he was born in July. So then the next summer, we were out in the park, same situation. We saw a dog. I called her over. She started to come over right when I was putting the leash on. She just took off running and got into a spat with that dog. Yep. And we live in a private, like, small community. Yeah. So she had a really bad reputation after <laughs> that interaction. So we stopped letting her go without the leash and we bought um that training collar that you always talk about the star mark collar what's one the star mark collar yes okay and i walked with her on that a little bit i i could never really get her trained well to walk beside me okay Okay, you want to hold on to that thought? We got to, we got some talking to do, okay? So don't okay. hang up, okay? We're going to run to break, and then we'll come back. Okay, with Hope insisting she wanted more text <laughs> Not like I'm going to know, maybe. Okay, but, <laughs> but so we're going to, we'll stay with Trex. She didn't like me going outside the box there. So I aim to please. Okay, how about how many text messages are sent each month in the United States? How many text messages? Okay, you ready? We got... 18 trillion, 1 million, 184 billion, uh, yeah, right, 1,500. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm throwing that one out. Don't even, don't even think of that one. <laughs> okay. So 18 trillion, 1 million, uh, 184 billion. Yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. And a beautiful day it is today. I think it's supposed to get mid-70s again, isn't it? Yesterday, I think, got to 77. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, poor my poor horse, Jake. You know he's he's all uh, furred up for winter. Oh, <laughs> he's ha- having a little bit of problem. Like you know, like, you know, he's he's sweating in his chest. He's confused. Yeah, What's going and, on and here? Now his coat looks wavy because he's <laughs> oh. a little shedding on the shedding on the side here. You know, it's just oh, anyway. About how many text messages are sent each month oh. in the United States? Okay, eighteen trillion, one million. 184 billion. What do you say, Mary? Yeah, sure. She's not what? <laughs> Slowing down the show here. What? A million. What? You're going to go million? Mm-hmm. Okay, each month. Okay, what do you say? No, Pat? I'm going to go with the high. The trillion. The 18 trillion? Correct. Okay, and what do you say, Hope? I'm going to do the trillion. You're going to do the trillion? Yes. 
Nah. No. It's $184 billion. Okay. $184 billion text messages are sent each month. Okay, the average teenage boy sends about 50 texts messages a day. How many text messages does the average teenage girl send? Okay. 25, 50, 100, or 150. <laughs> the average boy sends 50. Okay, mm. what is the average girl? 25, 50, 100, 100 or 150? Mary, what do you think? 100. 100, what do you say? I'd say 50. 50, okay, what do you say? I'm going to go with 100. Okay, ding, 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 it's 100. Woo! All right. Boy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be in anybody's show. Well, like, okay, you're young, Hope. <laughs> I'm not a teenager, well, but. Well, yeah. that's true. But, well, I was once. We all were yes. once. But uh, what I'm worried about is what, if I were anybody, if I was coming up and what am I going to be when I grow up, I would be a thumb specialist. <laughs> Because all these people texting with their thumbs, man, those suckers are going to wear out. And so you're going to have to, you know, I, pretty soon people are going to be texting with their nose. <laughs> they might have to start. Yeah, and yeah. No kidding, because they can't use their hands because they're so arthritic from all the texting yeah. and typing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to Ashley. Ashley, are you with us? Yes. All right. Okay, sorry, we're just having a little bit of fun here. Sorry to make you wait any longer. But, okay, what you got to do is work on your relationship with the dog, okay? Because now, do you have any more kids or you just have the one kid? We just have the one for now, but we will have more. Okay, yep. Okay, so uh, what you need to do is you got to bring it back in so he feels you are a leader worth following, okay? It's not me, master, you dog, by no means. What it is is that, you know, whereas you, when you go for walks, he is walking with you as a team. At any time, if you want to stop, put a long line on, say sniffies, okay, now he can go do his thing, but then he's going to come back to you, and you're going to walk together as a team. When you go through doorways, he is the wait. You go through the door. Count one, two in your head really slow, and then invite them to follow you. Never turn your back on a dog. Always either stand sideways is the best, because when you stand and face the dog, like if you're on the other side of the doorway, that's like consultation. You're looking directly at him, staring him, and it makes dogs nervous. So stand sideways, and then look over your shoulder, and then count one, two in your head, then step away and say, let's go. All right? But you got to work okay. on your relation, your relationship with the dog is what's causing the relationship with your husband and the dog when you are home, all right? And so that's why you what you got to do, let's start teaching tricks. But the main, the main thing is to have the dog see you as a better leader, all right? And so that's why um, by working on more of, of the basic obedience, like let's say you're going to eat dinner. Put the dog in a down stay, like on his rug or a pillow, across the room from you, you know, the kitchen or uh, whatever, so that you go sit at the table. He's got to remain in that stay over there. Hold that thought while you do your eating. Leaders eat first, dogs eat second, if they're having any kind of leadership problem, all right? Um, And then maybe put them in a down stay uh, where you go down to the bedroom, grab something or the hallway or something like that, so that he is doing different jobs for you and maintaining them, you know, following them through for you. So now he's willing to work for you now you don't need as much wrestling and now by you using the e-collar that kind of drove me over an edge with the with covid people wanted everything right now and so they went out and got these e-collars which are electronic collars shock collars whatever you want to call them they don't build a relationship with the dog it teaches the dog to be scared when he hears something you say sit and if he doesn't sit zing you say come he doesn't come zing okay so it doesn't build a relationship he's waiting for the emotion he's going to feel if he 
chooses not to listen instead of looking oh. to you for direction. And then what okay. your verbal praise, your physical praise is, remember, I don't use treats. Okay, so you give a little tickle in the chest where the V is. <gasps> Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Remember, we don't say good boy because that gets them all nutsy in the headsy. It's party time. So you're just going to call me and say, Thank you. Or very nice. So you keep the, the head steady and connecting the learning dots instead of putting them into party mode every time you say good boy or good girl. And then throw that e-collar in the drawer and shut it. Put a lock on it, too. But anyway, so the thing is, what you want to do is get the dog willing to work for you because he wants to please you, he respects you, and trusts you, not because of some device. The only time an e-collar, electronic collar, chalk collar, whatever you want to call it, comes out in my book is that you've taught the dog a word, the word come, okay, and now he's starting to range too far and just blowing you off, talk to the paw. Then I can see an e-collar because the dog is so far away from you you got to stop them but otherwise no there's to me there's nothing uh an e-collar does that's any good because they'll use it most of the time when people use it it's a it's not reaction to their action there's a pause in there the dog barks uh, and, and this is where some bark collars are where you have the button okay so the dog barks and by the time he finishes bark your reaction hits the button but he ain't barking anymore you know, he, he barked, but now it's quiet, and by your reaction, he's getting zinged for not talking. That's why if you use a bark collar, it's one that has the sound, you know, first a sound, then it's a, a vibrate, and then some have a, a zing after that, but usually the vibrate works. But it's, it's an immediate reaction to their action. It happens immediately as it's going on. But the reaction when the dog, from the dog bar- barking to you hit the button, it, there's, it's, it's off. And so usually it, 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 it does shoots more people in the foot than it ever gains. So that's why I would work on your relationship with the dog. And I can almost guarantee, I can guarantee that by you looking more positive, more that you've got your poop in a group and uh, the dog's looking at you like, what can I do for you now that you don't feed, need rescuing every time your husband starts coming into the room? Okay. And if she does uh, uh, growl or you hear that, you call her on it. Hey, wrong, wrong. You know, so come here, come here. Will you be nice? Be nice. All right. So you let her know this is unacceptable behavior. This is your friend, not a foe. All right. But if you go, oh, bad dog, don't do that. The dog is like, screw you. <laughs> you get in, you be thunder. Hey, you be, ah, you be nice. Come here. Thank you. Very nice. Don't pet her. Don't pet her. Okay, but you want to bring her, get her attention off of what your husband's, you know, is coming into the room. Bring her over to you and say, and tell her, I've got this. You don't need to help me. Okay. Okay. You can judge, um, like you can star mark collar. You can set up a private lesson or come to a class so we can get you using it correctly so you can work, build to get the team better. Okay. Okay. Give me a holler up at Katie's Canine. You can go to my talk, go to my show page and my website's there. Okay. That sounds good. Thanks, Katie. You bet. Have a great day. Go on and train now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You betcha. Uh, true or false, it would take a million human brains to store all of the 